Jesus know. Christ! I'm eating chicken nuggets. That's not allowed. Like chicken McNuggets or just chicken nuggets? Yeah, McNuggets. Hell yeah. People still eat those? That's what I get at McDonald's. <clears throat> it's the only thing from there that I can stomach, honestly. I can't do the burgers. Although I am sitting here wondering how how it's possible that they made their food this bland. <laughs> yeah, right going to Ramsey fucking showing up. Damn, it's bland. It's bland. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually they have to try, I think. <laughs> I feel like raw ingredients have more flavor than this. What I do happens? I do really enjoy chicken McNuggets with honey. Man, I asked for honey barbecue sauce, they gave me honey. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> That's what I used to get as a kid. We didn't go to McDonald's very often, but when we did, I get chicken nuggets so we get the honey sauce. Pretty good. <clears throat> Last time I ate these was when Elden Ring came out. At the, yeah. at the midnight launch party? Yeah. No, a couple days after I was streaming it and I just I streamed for like seven hours because I just didn't want to stop playing Elden Ring. And so I ordered I ordered chicken nuggets. All the chicken nuggets. And it was the time of my life. Hello, welcome to Damon Pass Podcast, episode 399, one away from 400. Holy, Holy crap. That's a bit insane, and uh, it's probably time to stop. Do you even Damn. remember show number 200? No, but I remember 100. I think we did something special for 100. It was the first live recorded show. I think uh, we had like a giveaway, and uh, no one claimed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no one claimed it. Yeah, I mean it's mine now. Um, I don't so know. I I, I don't know is. where those are. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right awesome. now, text the number on screen to claim your prize. <laughs> text the number on screen. Yeah. In an audio show. <laughs> that's right. Actually, you know what? I know where it would be. We gave it to Adriano for safekeeping, so it's it's going to be in an Excel so it's spreadsheet. filed away somewhere. Yeah. It's yeah. in an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. It's in a storage uh, right. locker somewhere. Top stories this week include GTA 6 reports. Um, so that's kind of exciting. But well, wait, uh, who are you? Huh? Who are you? Oh my God, I'm Ryan Johnson. With me today, Tim Spence. And Matt Lawrence. How you guys it doing? Is. I'm doing great. Top, top stories. GTA 6. <laughs> uh, Grounded officially uh, releases September 27th. I thought it was October. So this was news to me. But I guess it's releasing September 27th uh, with many more features coming. So we'll talk about that. We've been playing uh, Grounded on uh, on our Twitch. So this is uh, exciting news. Uh, MGM loses the rights to Tomb Raider and Alicia Vikander is out as Lara Croft. And then we'll get on to what we're playing. So first off, uh, GTA 6. Uh, you guys fans of the GTA? I yeah. used to play a lot of GTA 5 and then... It just like completely dropped off. And I kind of thought it would be the game that I would always go back to, like kind of how everybody plays it. And I just have not played it in like five years. Yeah, I think that's about right for us too. 
I thought that I would get back into it when it came out for PS4 and Xbox One. And I just, I didn't. I I bought it. I played it like originally on Xbox 360. And then it uh, it came out for PC. And I think that's actually the last physical multi-disc game I ever bought for PC. It actually might be the last physical PC game I bought. Um, because it has like five discs or something or six discs, something ridiculous to install it on PC. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, my computer at the time couldn't run it. Like it was literally not able to load <laughs> in all of the city at once. So I'd be riding a motorcycle and it would be a gamble. I would just be riding through the streets before stuff could render in. And uh, if I, I would say like, oh, I can go straight through this park, except it wasn't a park. It was a building that hadn't loaded in yet. <laughs> so I would just like slam face first into a wall going full speed on a bike and be oh like, damn, God. what the hell happened? And then the building loads in. Damn. Actually, uh, but yeah, uh, I haven't played were GTA we not, since. Were we not together when GTA 5 came out? Was that the launch day? GTA 5. Oh, is that when your TV exploded, Tim? Yeah. Was that was that <laughs> that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it might have been. Was I playing GTA on that TV? I think that's why we were there. That's what 2013, right? That would have been the original 360 version. Yeah, that would have we... been the launch day, though, because I went to the midnight launch out on EB Games, uh, in the in the city, and I remember being there at midnight. I think we were there. A different, a I different think group we were of friends. I was there with a different group of friends. Okay, what? you must have just then brought it over for some reason. I think it might have been like a couple day. of days later or like the next weekend or something. But either way, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was GTA that made my TV explode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys were playing poker on the table next to us. And then at maximum volume, the, the video just cut and went to white <laughs> the white snow and maximum volume just... <laughs> That was, that was scary. Maybe <laughs> I shit my pants, and I'd already seen it happen before. Uh, that was that was a bad. That was a really good TV until it was suddenly a very bad TV. Oh, it was sad. Well, uh, GTA Six. This is just a report, but uh, it will feature a uh, the first female playable character. I think that's been corrected, though. I think there was a portable game that had a female character that you could play as for a bit or something like that. But anyway, this is going to uh, one of the one of the leads is going to be a female uh, playable character in the new game, and uh, it will add new cities over time. Are they so, doing the multiple main characters thing again? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of uh, honestly kind of didn't dig that so much, unless they do it do a different take on it in six. I kind of prefer the titles where it focused more on a single character's story. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I didn't mind it because they were all working on the same heist. But if they're was, not working on the well, same they, like, heist... connected it, right? It's like they they had their own individual stories to start, right? And then they just ended up all like working together. Yeah. Yeah, the crossover was kind of cool. I I think I did enjoy it, but I, I think you're right that there there might be a every now and then maybe I just want to focus on one on one character because like yeah, Red yeah. Dead did a really good job of just being exactly that's what I'm like see that's kind of the bar now for me for Rockstar is like if you're going to have a, a main character in a big open world game like I would hope that you really develop them like how Arthur Morgan was developed mm-hmm. it's very compelling <laughs> except for Matt's playthrough as a as evil Arthur Morgan oh 
Oh yeah, that was that was man. What what was her name? The the one woman that sort of ran the camp. She kind oh, of older she, lady. Yeah, yeah. She pulled me aside and gave me a a verbal beat up. It was pretty bad. <laughs> gave me a talking to for being a dickhead. <laughs> well, she was. She's like, man, there's been people like out there getting killed out, out around the camp, getting robbed and stuff, and we're trying to be you know cons- like conspicuous. She's like, first I thought it was Micah. And now I think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, well, we're wrong. <laughs> you probably tried to shoot her too, right? Anyone who pulled a gun on me, I tried to kill Leah. Oh, my Lord. Seamus got shot in the head. It was horrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is an article from IGN, but the, the, I think the news was broken by Bloomberg. Uh, sources close to the studio discussed the new female character who will be a, a, a Latina. Uh, the character will reportedly be part of a pair of bank robbers in a story influenced by real-life criminals Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, the report also indicates that the launch version of GTA 6 will begin with a with fictionalized Miami and surrounding areas, presumably a return for Vice City, but will be updated with new missions and cities on a regular basis. That launch version apparently already includes more interior locations than any GTA game previously. You know what game had some sick interior locations? GTA 4. And I feel like I never hear anybody talk about it. Because it was always that game. It was always the best to like go online in GTA 4 and uh, hole up in like the one Irish pub and just like challenge all the cops to try to kill you. Because there were a lot of really great like counters and like the barb to hide behind and stuff. And then you could also like go out the front door. And there was a fire escape on the building next to it that you could use to get up on top of the roof of that building. And I remember like holding out in that in that bar against the cops for like as long as we could. And then one of our friends came by with a helicopter and landed on the roof. And they were like, "Get up here!" And then we like made our getaway in the helicopter. It was it was like a amazing heist. It was great. I remember uh, doing that a lot in in just like the free roam back in GTA Four, just like ha- hanging mm. out in the various interiors, the Cluck and Bell, this and that. Even yeah, that one yeah. ship that you start on, I think, or maybe it's near one of the ships you start on. And I and every time somebody who who either would join late or wouldn't join in to the uh, initial sort of like shootout would go and get something crazy like a big fire truck to smash all the cop cars away from the door so we could get out or grab a helicopter like you said and come get us and shit like some 18 level shit it was awesome i believe i also read in this report that uh the game was like codenamed the americas or project americas or something because i think it was supposed to be a lot of cities across the americas Um, so if they're going to be adding new locations over time, that's going to be a freaking massive game. They're already saying it's bigger than ever. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know. It sounds daunting having that much <laughs> to do or to explore. My main concern with this is that I hope that they don't use the cities that they add as a way to just copy paste content, which I kind of feel like is going to end up happening, especially on the online. Mm-hmm. Maybe if the stories or if the cities that get added get added to the story mode which i'm not really going to hold my breath on because they didn't make the story dlc or any story dlc for gta 5 (laughs) or red dead or red dead so i mean if they start seeing gta if there's like two cities in the game or three cities in the game they release the game as as it is as a story mode gta online gets updated to this and then, you know, a fourth city, fifth city get added. Are they really going to do that in single player may, other than free roaming? Mm-hmm. And then in online, 
are they really going to make something unique or is it going to be more like the same smuggling missions just in a different office in a different city that's kind of where i get worried the thing about gta 5 is that it's a it's a 10 year old game now i think it that is a little bit limited mechanically by like the game engine that it's running on and like just limitations of the game at the time like i feel like part of the reason why the heists took so long to be added into the game is just because of what they were trying to work with years after that game came out true yeah so i wonder if like there's gonna be like i i look at it from like red dead 2 for example because it's just such a it's such a very impressive like spectacle of a game technically it's it's very impressive and to think what else they can do with all of the money that gta has made gta 5 specifically and the technology that they have access to now like i think the bar is is pretty high and i almost wonder if gta 5 is not a fair like metric to compare it to oddly enough and that we should compare it to Red Dead? Well, more more to Red Dead, I think, mechanically, yeah, like gameplay-wise. Um, I just feel like they're going to... Because they really pulled out, out all the stops to Red Dead, and that game had so much more in it than I think anybody was expecting. So I wonder if, again, GTA 6 is going to be like so far beyond what anyone is expecting of it because they're all comparing it to GTA 5 mm-hmm. by obvious, like for obvious reasons. Um, I think it's it's going to be a whole lot more and that the complications that may have arisen with you know certain copy pasting or, or other th- complaints people might have had with gta 5 it, it might just be a complete non-issue for six how do you, you know what handle the online i almost wonder if they're going to try to do it where like everybody can play the main story at the same time and that you'll be in like everyone else's world but it'll just look like it won't look like the same main characters for you it'll just look like npcs although mm-hmm. maybe that would work but like something like that you know where it's going to be seamless between like single player multiplayer because it was right. a big like separation for gta 5 to like load from the single player to the multiplayer right sorry about what were you gonna say i was thinking and like just from based on what you guys were saying like i really wonder i really wonder whether they're going to incorporate the old gta online and all because tim makes a good point on the mechanic side the old gta online in particular the heist had a lot of problems loading in People would leave and stuff like this. And, you know, that isn't necessarily a technical problem, but the loading time and to get into lobbies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, took so damn long. And the the matchmaking was even rather kind of bad where you kind of invite groups of players. It's like invite your team or invite people around you. I'm pretty sure that was GTA 5 that did that, where you like say, invite this server, invite people who are looking for work, invite this and that. Like, it's very clunky. And there's a lot of stuff hidden in menus in GTA 5. And so, Uh, like, could they really... Like, there's a lot of people out there that have been grinding for, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of hours on GTA 5. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can you piss those people off by cutting them off? I want to say no. But what are you going to do to GTA 5 to get it to run 
on a more modern system. Because if you think of this, um, like the time difference makes a lot of sense. Like if you were to compare this to Bethesda, I think it's comparable to say Morrowind is GTA five oblivion is red dead and then skyrim even the first version of skyrim is like is good might be gta 6 like it's such a, a far cry like it's such a difference in mechanics across just three games and how many years has it been now like was it was it 2013 that gta came out gta 5 yeah i think it was 2013 you know and it's i think it's i think it's what 2002 for morrowind to 2011 for Skyrim. But like, you know, we're talking, this is Rockstar and we've already seen like a recent, like Red Dead ultimately is pretty recent. So th- like, you can already see that they've really kind of stepped up. Like, what are they going to step up again? Like, I would say it's almost like a, and that would be the comparison I'd make. And you wouldn't compare Skyrim with Morrowind in terms of mechanics. Like, it's just like an unfair advantage. So I kind of, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I hope they fucking fix that online. Like, I hope the online is not as clunky because they being like stuck in the clouds was a classic one where you like get zoomed out and you're oh, loading yeah, for like 10 minutes. Like, yeah. fuck, it's so clunky. Like, I, I feel load times that would be held by the new SSDs, right? A lot of it's the network, though. Like, it did help. Like, I've played GTA in piecemeal, not really much, but like in piecemeal over the last couple of years, like in the beginning of the pandemic, I played it a few times and but not like a PS5 or Xbox Series X version, right? Not the One Series X like version, optimized. but on a Series X. Yeah, I suppose. Like I've played it on Series X for sure, but not a Series X version. Mm-hmm. And even then, like it just takes it just takes forever. But the single player like loads really fast. So it'd be super interesting to see like just mechanically what, what we're going to see in upgrading and in, or in the upgrades. Uh. What else here? Oh, uh, so sources say that developers on the game are skeptical about predictions for a launch between April 2023 and March 2024 due to multiple changes on the team and bottlenecks in production. Some developers are even said to have quit due to lack of progress on the game recently. Developers on the team reportedly expect the game to be at least two years away and say that no firm release date uh, has been set internally. I did hear that a lot of people left. Uh, They got rid of a lot of... um, managers who were like overbearing on on their on their on their staff and stuff um but yeah i don't think they need a gta 6 to come out if they're still raking in dough from gta Online, right oh yeah tons what did we we looked it up before it was like a like a billion dollars a year or 10 million dollars a year something like that that's crazy (laughs) it's unfortunate red dead online didn't do well that they were kind of like yeah turning off the valve on that one such a good game too yeah, and I think I I think I would prefer. I mean, I haven't played the online because there just wasn't anything to do. Um, but I think I prefer to be a a cowboy than you know a modern day <laughs> person driving around. A, oh, hundred percent. The cowboy uh, I, era like never gets old because like you have so much more creative fr- freedom with it too. Like you can just make it where the the stories are just completely ridiculous because it's like a recounting of it rather than like. I mean, I guess you could still do that today too, but it just has that that little bit of extra like, like they charm both have their own craziness they can they can go in in different directions with. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, but really I just enjoy like the, the styling, like, the storytelling style of like the character, like specifically like the way that it's done in um 
in Call of Juarez, where it's like a character retelling a story and then the narrator like says one thing and then someone else who was there at the time was like, that's not how that went. And then yeah, yeah like curriculum. Mm-hmm. I just love that that particular style a lot. And it works very well with the Cowboys like scene. Well, the thing with GTA as well versus Red Dead is if if in GTA, and this is a spoiler for a side mission in Red Dead, but in Red Dead, if you guys remember that there was that sort of mad scientist that was trying to make a robot mm-hmm. and then like the oh, robot yeah. like I don't know, becomes sentient or something, and he like walks away, kills him and leaves. Yeah, yeah, kills him and leaves. And it's and it it like that that's really cool in that era because it's an era in which technology was coming about, civilizations coming about, industrial age, etc. But a lot of stuff was still like kind of up in the air. A lot of science was sort of like guesses. Like a lot of it was still like, what the heck is this? So you can do ridiculous stories like that because people would be like, I saw, like, I saw, you know, whatever creature. I saw, like, a crazy robot out in the woods and stuff like that. And it'd be like, okay, calm down. Let's go check it out type of thing. But if you did that in GTA, it would have to be some crazy, super crazy future robot, like a RoboCop or something. And it would just be like, oh, oh look, yeah. it's a robot. We can like, treat, like, modern modern technology that we know as, like, quite fantastical in that universe. You know what the vibe I get from Red Dead is? Um, it was the same vibe I got from The Sopranos, where it's like it's post Golden Age of you know both criminal activity mm, uh, right. groups, and it's just like they they no longer the world no longer really you know accepts them anymore, and it's just they feel lost. And the, it's a weird feeling though. That like identity think, uh, crisis. <laughs> yeah, the first season of Sopranos really like you could really feel that where it's just like you know we're just we're making a bunch of money but we're not <laughs> we're not doing the the mob things we did back in the day. They constantly talk in the Sopranos too. Not to make this a Soprano show, but they constantly <laughs> talk about uh, the like the old days and the old movies about and then like to talk about John Gotti and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're all they're all about those old days and it's just sort of like. Yeah, like John Gotti was the last of them, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and so, like, right, I really like the time period they set Red Dead in, where it's the end of the the Wild West and and civilization is, you know, moving, moving to take to take over and stuff. Cool time period. So, it'd be interesting to see if they manage to maybe, I don't know, like, not that they would try to do the same thing again, but set in the more like Miami's like eighties time period. I think I read this as modern day though. Which oh, is okay. kind of disappointing, Dang. but I, I think I kind of understand why they would do that. I think you have more freedom to do different things when it's set modern day. Yes and no. I mean, for the reasons I already said before, I mean, I feel like you get a lot of creative freedom when you can literally like make up any story you want because you're just playing off of how somebody's exaggerating a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I would, I would say yes and no. But um, I, I do wonder if. Even though if it's modern day, I do wonder if they'll try to do something like um, telling like, you know, fantastical stories or doing it in such a way that like you mentioned with the Sopranos and with Red Dead, where they uh, they're they're relics of a bygone era kind of thing. Like if it's supposed to be inspired by the uh, the criminal duo Bonnie and Clyde. Like that mm-hmm. didn't that didn't happen in the two thousands, you know, <laughs> right? All right, um, I guess we'll see twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, maybe later, probably, probably twenty twenty six. Let's be 2026. serious, twenty six. Yeah, 
the yeah. year the Starfield comes out. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, uh, moving on to our next story here. Grounded, which we've been playing extensively over on Twitch, um, officially releases September 27th, and many more features are coming. This is from GameSpot. Uh, game director Adam Breneck announced on the official Grounded Twitter account that the final update for its early access uh, would be coming today. I didn't. I didn't receive this update. I don't. Matt, you said you didn't either. Tim, I haven't checked any updates. I, I haven't checked actually. Yeah. Oh, he lied to me then. Just, no, I was <laughs> asking if anyone had. Just I want to know the size of it. I did not see the update, but uh, they state that the 1.0 release of Grounded will be the biggest update ever. Uh, the update will feature the full story, surprises, and players will fully uncover why you're in the backyard and how you're going to get out of this mess. Hey, wow. Uh, in preparation for the 1.0 update, uh, Obsidian announced today that it will be the final update for the Grounded uh, for Grounded until September 27th. Final update is referred to as the home stretch and will include a pet gnat. Hey! <laughs> a revision to the weapons and armor upgrade system and a new building called the Cookery. Uh, the meal system will be moved to the Cookery so players can use it uh, earlier in the game's progression. A secret feature was also announced, but won't be included in this update. Well, well, well. Wait, where's the meal system now? On the, on the um, spits. And the oven as well. The oven, right? Okay. Oh, you can cook in the oven, eh? Yeah. I thought that was just for like making like uh, bricks and. I think we only have one recipe unlocked because you uh... unlock recipes through the um, through the Burgle point, like the raw science at Burgle. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't opt to buy any of the recipe things anytime that I went back to them. I always prioritized the building stuff because I wanted to see like what variety of building structure pieces there were. I gotta say, I had very little interest in this game until we tried it um and it's been quite enjoyable yeah yeah it was kind of one of those things where i'd seen it and i was like okay yeah whatever like it's another survival crafting game but it's it's a really neat take on it i also find that uh i don't like i i I like the idea of building like structures and, and homes and stuff in games but i i never i'm not creative enough to to think of cool things to build um, but in this one, I just like I've liked upgrading our base and stuff, and I've really enjoyed the crafting. And I hope, uh, I hope there's more of that in the fun, in the in the full release. You know what I do in in that situation, Ryan, when I feel like I'm not creative enough to mm. uh, to make something, I steal from other people's ideas. Oh my god! What, what? the hell? He whispered but it. Inspiration. It's called inspiration, right? Yeah, you take inspiration from other people. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys too, but like we we've done all the the sort of main chapter stuff, which is finding the big burgle chips and finding the underground and the kind of the secret bases and stuff like that. But I'm having a I'm having a great time just building now, building the towers, mm. planning stuff out because it's still <clears throat> like we're no longer really afraid of the night and stuff like that. But it's still really sort of challenging for us or annoying when it's like, well, we're at a berry leather. It's like, well, all right, let's get somebody, get the bow and arrow out and go, kind of go on an leather. expedition for the whole night and do all that. But like now it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, if we need antline parts, climb up the tower, jump on a zip line, you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then you can just come back. Like it's, it, and we built that, which I really like. It's not like a teleporter that we unlocked or something like we built a system that, allow, that allows yeah. us to do it. No. And, and, 
further to that, like not only that we built it, but we we put it like exactly where we wanted to do it. It wasn't like an unlockable thing to get like a zipline system and that we repaired the one that was already in the game world kind of thing. And then and now we can use it. We literally like physically built a tower high enough to have a zip a zip line point and then went all the way to the other end of the uh, yard where we wanted that zipline to go and made a lower point for it to connect to and then physically like built the connection between them and now we can use it like it, it might seem like a like a minor thing it's like well yeah obviously you built it in like a survival crafting game but it's the the difference of like literally putting it exactly where you wanted it to be and building it in the fashion that you wanted it to be built so it's like convenient for you or makes sense that really gets me about that game like it's it's so different to like like you mentioned like unlocking a fast travel system kind of thing it's like we literally used a functionality of the game to make getting from point a to point b a lot easier and like i feel like when they when they put the zip lines in the game they probably intended people to make really short runs with them but we built a tower <laughs> right. super high, like way higher than I thought we would ever be able to build a tower. And uh, and, and now it's like a zipline, uh, like almost like a shuttle system. Like it's like a it's like a, a, a proper transit hub. We also built a suspended bridge, which probably shouldn't be possible. Makes no sense physically, but in the game's uh, engine, it works great. Well, I kind of wish they they would have to have you have like a some sort of support as you as you go but nope we got a couple of those bridges i forgot about the one i haven't been down that one for in a while the one that runs across the lake yeah yeah that one's uh i mean we we could like you you can make the you know support structures and stuff you can do it it would look better if it had supports every you know 10 pieces or whatever but that's a whole lot of work that's a lot what, of work well, for what is you know, literally unnecessary in the game system, right? We have that foundation under the, the spiral staircase, though. If that breaks, will the whole thing disappear? It's possible. And and like so it's almost like maybe we should have some secondary or tertiary <laughs> supports in case of a disaster. Probably. Well, we the do dance? have we do have one. We have one that's right outside of the right outside of the warehouse. It's like a clay support that goes up to the bridge. There's a oh, clay. There is, one, eh? there is an additional one. After a wolf spider attacked the the base of the bridge, <laughs> I built that thing. Well, I was gonna say those ants almost got into the, our, our our warehouse. Yeah, and that would have been disastrous. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, if if it were to collapse with no other support, I'm almost certain the whole thing would go down. <laughs> we have, but well, we have a spiral staircase, an additional clay thing. We have an additional spiral staircase at the other side near the oak tree. We have a question. Does the other side support it? Like, does it only uh, probably need one support? Probably. Cause we also oh, have crazy. two supports on either side of the bridge that go over the lake. Cause mm -hmm. I have a spiral staircase that goes down on the opposite side of the lake. I built that like a few weeks ago. And then Tim built a support when we were starting the bridge. Cause we didn't want to, like build halfway across the bridge and then have it collapse on us. So we built that as well. Wow. Crazy. Uh, I don't know what the case is, but um, like what happens with the save data when going from the, the beta to 1.0. Uh, but if it did reset, would we still 
Would we still play it? That a question. is a good question. I feel <laughs> that's like that's a lot of I work. Would, I would be keen on trying to do what we want to do next in mm. our save from zero, like see how quickly we can, like almost as like a stream challenge. Now that we see, know what to do, right? Yeah, now that we have the knowledge of where to get everything that we need, have the challenge of like from a fresh save, how long will it take us to get up the oak tree? I don't think very long, actually. Because now that you like posed that question to us, Matt, about, well, let's see if we can get up there. All I can think about in that game now is making like a Lost Boys style treehouse village with like zip lines to the different levels and like walkway paths all around in between all the branches and stuff. With like that sounds so rooms. fucking good, right? Like, how sick would that be? <laughs> if, that's that we there. Could, if we can get up there and do that, like that's something that if we make a really cool, uh, like settlement up there like interlinking buildings with like zip lines and and walkways and stuff between the branches like that's uh that's the kind of thing that gets lots of lots of upvotes on reddit you know that's so much work though to get the the oh yeah banks and stuff up there that's the thing is how how are we gonna get the building materials oh my i I have i have a theory on this actually so ryan you kind of like showed me something so we have never built an elevator in this game yet. And an elevator for any of the listeners that don't know is basically a bunch of uh, trampolines and you go basically like bounce Straight from one up, side yeah. to go like to the, so you start on the left, you left, you go over to the right, left, right. It goes, it climbs up sort of like this weird little ladder type thing through bouncing. And so what I would say is we, we have to get some sort of flooring up top to get started, right? We have to basically the yep. foundation of this thing. So yep. we build an elevator up to where we want to go. We build the the flooring and we connect it to the tree as sort of a, a backup support, assuming yep. it supports it. And then once we do that, Ryan, I saw you do this. You were going out in the woods, gathering a bunch of the planks, putting them on one of those plank uh, sort of pallets, pallets, saying, oh, I'm going to relocate. And then you just went and you jumped over this thing. Now, you said you can't jump with it, right? uh no what was it you can jump um you can't I open i i couldn't open my parachute with it so when i was up on the top of that massive uh, spiral staircase and i wanted to get down quickly i had to go all the way back up because it didn't take the uh the pallet with me oh okay when you deploy well, the parachute it, oh, it that's drops clever though yeah hit relocate and then just go up the elevator Right. Yeah. So we could yeah. have two of us filling yeah. pallets, like have That's a rotating two, two to four pallet, yeah. have one person go up and just keep moving supplies up. And then we could even have pallets up there if we wanted and have transfer pallets, pallets up top, pallets up bottom. <laughs> we could have this Christ. like this, this constant assembly system, <laughs> it, man, but it would it would work so good because when Tim came over to my tower that I'm building at the hedge. um. Like we went up like four or five levels in the time that I would take. Like it's more than times two because it's a matter of getting the supplies, moving the supplies, and everything. So it's just like it's it's more than that because like he's building while I'm gathering, and then I'm filling his like building pile, and then he's letting me know what he needs and stuff. So it's like it's faster than times two. Mm-hmm. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Grounded Builds Speculation Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, we're supposed to be talking about the the new update, and here we are. Ground, grounded Builds Speculation Podcast. That's right. <laughs> We just speculate on what's possible and grounded. Yep. Yep. You got it. <laughs> wow. Okay. But I, I, I'm with you guys, though. Like, if the game gets reset, maybe I, I would do the story. Maybe I would do the story, but I do. I don't know if I'd build all this again. 
I imagine it won't be reset, but I don't actually have confirmation on either way. The thing is, though, I don't know how quickly you can get that zip line. But we could pretty quickly probably get to where we are. Not well, where we are in terms of power, not necessarily where we are in terms of the burgle chips. Let's take a while. Yeah. At least Interesting. we know like how where to go in the underwater lab. Oh god. Oh <laughs> my god. Like six hours literally of streaming trying to get in there. Yeah, it was bad. I can't believe that there's no marker for it. That that's so crazy to me. If I was going around down there, I would never have found that cave. I feel like I yeah, no. Yeah, yeah to find the actual place. I would have thought that it would be underneath. Like I thought the main entrance to the cavern underneath the the water was going to be um, underneath the lamp. Mm-hmm. But that, but that just goes to a smaller portion of the lab that is only a single room. And I That's thought so for crazy. sure that the lamp would have been like some sort of like marker indicator, but uh, it's. It's it's not, unfortunately, and it's like you have to go to this part of the underwater that, unless you're very thorough and you're exploring, you're probably not gonna find organically. Yeah, honestly, like, because I, I, I remember we we like looked it up and people were like, "Oh, just go to the T Rex," and yeah. it's like, uh, like "Okay, where the hell is that?" <laughs> yeah, like what T Rex? It's like, yeah. "Oh, it has glowing eyes." Okay. <laughs> craziness all right our final story for the week that's favorite movie production studio mgm the m stands for matt that that matt gorance matt <laughs> what <laughs> i love the matt toys <laughs> 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 Matt Gorin's dot 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 yeah. Matt. Uh, MGM has lost the rights to the Tomb Raider movie, and apparently uh, Lucia Vikander is out as Lara Croft. Uh, this is from IGN. Uh, according to the rap, um, the rights for the Tomb Raider film franchise have lapsed after MGM failed to greenlight a Tomb Raider sequel in time. Uh, that means the franchise is now up for grabs. Uh, I guess the movie rights went back to the owner of the Tomb Raider license. Every time that I hear about somebody like losing a license to something, I, it always makes me think of them like literally losing it. Like it was oh, on a yeah. piece of paper yeah. and they put it down somewhere and can't find it. I swear I had it like 10 minutes ago. Where where, where did it go? <laughs> no, my uh, ownership. MGM, oh, I knew. Had, <laughs> MGM had until May of this year to put out a Tomb Raider sequel into production, uh, but has now lost the rights after failing to do so. This has sparked a bidding war in Hollywood with a host of studios now putting in bids for the popular video game franchise. Thank you, sorry. Uh, that surprised me that that people would be like kind of having a bidding war over it. I didn't think it was that big of a uh, of an IP to want to own. I think with people seeing the success of like the Sonic movies mm. and seeing that oh, people are actually interested in seeing like decently well written and produced video game movies that there there is a market for it and this is what i've been wondering about for a long time is i've always been pulling for companies to make good video game uh like movie concepts yeah 
And they always, every time I check the like IMDb or the Rotten Tomatoes page after uh, a, a video game movie comes out, I always watch to see if they, they get over 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and 99 times out of 100, they get 49 or less. Um, you know, I think the problem is... Oh, sorry, did you have more? Well, to answer your question, I think the problem is that they they just think it's like a cash grab and they just want to put out something crappy because, oh, it's a video game thing. People who play video games will go and watch it, which they kind of do, but then the movie sucks, so people don't... They say like, oh, I've seen it, don't go and watch it. The movie sucks, and they don't go and watch it like a second time. Yeah, I think I think the problem is that it, it's a risk to make a movie video game or a video game movie um, because historically they haven't performed well. And so these, mm. these movie studios want that Iron Man, you know, yeah. breaking Break through movie, but they don't want to put a big risk on it. So they give it a small budget, unknown director, you know, try to hire some famous person to be in it Nobody and then just pump out. Try. Yeah. And they just, they, they're just hoping that a movie they put little effort into breaks out and becomes a big hit. Um, and I feel like they, they never really, you know, uh, doubled down on something. Um, but the, uh, the Angelina Jolie movies, uh, two murder movies did well. At least the first one was pretty big. Is that purely off the back of Angelina Jolie though? I mean, she was somewhat popular at the time, but I don't think she was as uh, like a massive star yet. But I, I, unless you're talking like visually, people want to see her as as Starcraft. The second, the second or third Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie was sort of marketed in such a way that it felt like it was a big movie. Though it was sort of felt like the return of this series. Um, that's just the impression I got from the marketing and the trailers for the second one. The second or the third? It was certainly wasn't there, the first. It was. There, I thought there were three with Angelina Jolie. No, there's only two. Okay, so definitely the second then. The um, second one kind of, it sucks. Yeah, but like I'm talking like the pre, you know, the teasers, the trailers, all that stuff. Like to me anyway, I mean, I was pretty young at the time, but, or we all were. No, you're but, right. You're absolutely right. Wait, wait, I'm right with what? That it was promoted as like a big sequel. Oh yeah, like it, you know what I mean? So it like clearly, clearly the movie itself, the story, whatever, had some sort of like following. Mm-hmm. Despite like despite video games being more niche back then is kind of what I'm getting at. So, I, well, I, this is this is interesting. No, oh, sorry. No, no, no. I I don't know. That's all that I said. It. <laughs> it is okay. strange that with movies and video games being the two biggest grossing forms of media right now, that there aren't more kind of crossovers between the two. More successful ones. I mean, for sure crossovers in terms of having more like mainstream games turned into movies with actual like substance to them rather than just a disney style like <laughs> merch grab off the I would hype say, i would say uncharted tried um and i think it was overly su- overall successful in, in its attempts um i just don't know if it was exciting enough in the marketing for people who aren't gamers to go I mean, I think that's probably why they they signed on Tom Holland is because he's mm-hmm. kind of a, a very popular name right now, especially Tom from Marvel. So hot right now. So, it just yeah, I, I saw that movie and thought it was very okay. Like it really didn't do anything very special. 
nothing special, but I thought it was a good run of the mill adventure film. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, I think the problem is that it <clears throat> wasn't very like uncharted. Yes. And I think a lot of people that have been pining for an uncharted film for a long time were upset that it wasn't Nathan Fillion because they wanted to do an origin story. <laughs> well, the characters just didn't match the game either. <clears throat> not that they always have to, but it's just like when you have an iconic character like Drake, who like is has a certain way he talks and he's always like making jokes and stuff, right? Um, Kraken wise, uh, I just don't think they captured that kind of sense. And not that Tom Holland was bad in it, he just didn't have that kind of delivery. And Nathan Fillion did do that fan film where he which plays was, Drake, which and it was, was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was absolutely perfect. Um, so, but anyway, I'm just looking at the Tomb Raider films here. <clears throat> so the the one with Angelina Jolie uh, had a budget of 115 million, pretty That's big for uh, way higher than I would have thought. 2001, right? Yeah, uh, and it made 274 million at the box office. That warranted a sequel. And was for a long time considered one of the most successful video game movies. Uh, the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider film, $94 million budget, but this was in 2018. Wow. And the box office got $274 million, So <laughs> the oh, same. Wow. So they were they were more efficient with their spend versus uh, turnout. Yeah. And I think they were planning on the sequel, but then MGM just was like, no. Huh. Which seems weird when they made such a such a profit off of it and i i saw the movie <clears throat> and i thought that it was pretty good and i was mm-hmm. i remember going home and being like this might be it this might be the first video <laughs> game movie to get over 50 percent and uh and it, it, it got a 49 oh and i was like oh come on the one percent but yeah um I, I am surprised to hear though that it was that uh profitable that seems crazy to me yeah, and and generally, I think the consensus is that, uh, or not consensus, but the idea is that if you can make around three times your production budget, that's considered a success. So you're going from 94 mm. to 274 million. So you almost did it. It's almost triple. Right? Yeah. Um, now MGM was bought by Amazon. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. I'm surprised they didn't like greenlight like a TV show for Prime or something. I have a feeling. They're, they wanted Bond and maybe some other stuff. Like they, I, mm. I have a feeling that that purchase was more strategic, like for particular licenses rather than them all. Right. That, that, that's just a, that's purely speculation though. It better be Stargate too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will be. Would you prefer a Stargate movie or a TV show? TV show. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The movie kind of sucked the first one, unfortunately. I don't think well, it would have got me hooked, I, I, to be honest. Like, I saw it after the fact. I was like, oh, cool. Some origin story stuff. Well, back to Richard Dean Anderson and friends. <laughs> so I guess the next Tomb Raider film, uh, whoever whoever buys the rights, uh, probably be an origin film, new star. And we'll see how that one plays out. I was going to say, and I... I don't know if this is kind of like a half-baked thought, but our audience is kind of fatigued of, like, we have Indiana Jones, we have the other Tomb Raiders, we have, I guess, Uncharted is falls in, falls in this now, too. I kind of feel like it's time for a different way to film or a different way to show 
going into these sort of ancient tombs and stuff. Like I'm no longer <laughs> wowed by boulders and arrows and pressure plates and measuring sand for weight. And like, it's just sort of like, Oh, look, he's a, look at that. Like there's going to be some shit or, Oh, there's going to be a pit and there's going to be a bunch of spikes down there. And there's going to be a skull or, a, or like a body down there, a crystal skull, a Ooh. crystal skull down there God, or no, something please. like <laughs> Just you wait for that next one. I I I, mm. I wonder if people are going to love Crystal Skull after that new Even Indiana Jones. Older Indiana Jones. <laughs> but um, I just kind of wonder whether audiences are fatigued of it. It's it's almost like the Marvel effect, where obviously the Marvel movies are really big. You know, people really like them, and the quality, at least in my opinion, hasn't really fallen off. But I definitely hear you know people's argument that they're samey. Mm-hmm. They're very safe almost at this point. Like, like they've they're the ones that created their own safe category, and now they're just playing it safe in their own well, category. If you ever marathon like the MCU, you quickly get tired of them because it is just the same movie over and over again. <clears throat> it's really it's really bad when you watch them, you know, back to back. I almost feel like half the fun that people have, which is fine, is they do all the theories like they have all the theories and stuff online and they're sharing the memes mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think it's more almost about like the community over the movie with them. But like, I could see the, especially with the shows, for example, I could see the, like with um, what's the one with Wanda WandaVision, like mm-hmm. WandaVision sort of filmed really differently. It's really weird um, in relation to the other MCU shows. And I'm just wondering whether the same sort of treatment of just something different needs to be applied to these movies because I saw the Uncharted movie as well, but I've never played Uncharted. So again, I thought it was just fine, but to me it was just sort of like, Oh, it's kind of like an Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider. Cool. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't anything special. There wasn't any cool filming. There wasn't any this or that. Like it's, it's sort of like, Oh, like, look, there's a ship hidden, hidden in a cave. And I'm, it's like, wow, it's one of the 10 things I thought it was going to be. You know, so I don't know. It's maybe maybe like someone more dare I say more creative needs to come on board and be like, all right, let's change how we film these or how we tell these stories. It would be nice if someone took a risk and and tried to make something uh, unique out of a video game movie. Well, I mean that Assassin's Creed movie was pretty unique. <laughs> That's true. It was. <laughs> oh <unique>. God, <laughs> leap of uh, faith, for, Jesus. For comparative uh, numbers here, the Uncharted film budget of 120 million. And it made four hundred million, four hundred and one. That's that star power, baby. So I think the sequel is going to be worked on for that one. When these movies that like are kind of eh, do that well, that's probably the time. Yeah, you're probably right. The star power, the Tom Holland. Yeah. There's probably a, a still a group of of people as well that just go to the movies. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's cheap Tuesday or it's movie night. Let's go. And the star power probably draws those people in because they don't they don't even maybe even look at as what's what's up, what's up. Because if you notice, at least here, you know, a lot of people will buy the tickets online, have it in the app or on the phone or whatever. So they kind of have a scheduled experience. But there's still a lot of people that go up to at this point, their machines, but they go up to the ticket sales and they literally like the salesperson or a sales machine, I guess. And they like buy it like right when they're there. And I'm wondering how many of those people weren't planning on seeing whatever movie they're going to see. They just look at all the posters and go, oh, let's do that one. Maybe the big Antonio Banderas fans. 
What does that mean? <laughs> Wait, so like they never planned to see him? That he's just is is no, just 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 older older audiences. Oh, he's uh, the guy who played Zorro, right? Yeah, and Expendables. Okay, yeah, he was pretty funny in Expendables. I like that. He was in Expendables. He's in Expendables three. He was uh, Galgo. He was Galgo. He's also the dad in Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> With Uncle Machete. <laughs> All right. Well, um, as a uh, as an Apple fan, I hope Apple buys the rights to uh, Tomb Raider. I don't know about that. That feels weird. Well, here, well here's the thing. So, uh, Apple TV Plus, it does have a few breakout hits that it's had, right? But it still is obviously probably the lowest in terms of subscribers of any of the streaming platforms, right? And I think they just need some sort of already established IP to bring people onto their service. Um, something like The Witcher, which Netflix has, you know, something that would bring people into it from outside. So I think they should uh, either do a movie or a TV series of Tomb Raider. A TV series um, would be probably pretty good. And even if they did it animated so they could do more quote unquote visual effects for cheaper. To yeah. sort of keep it more engaging, that would be cool too. That'd be interesting. I should also disclose I am an Apple shareholder. <laughs> Every <laughs> For <time>. Christ's sake. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to what we're playing. Tim, what have you been playing this week? Um, this week I uh on stream, I started and finished uh Super Liminal, which is I don't know a, what that is. It's a puzzle game, it's a first person puzzle game. It's got really big portal and also like um stanley parable vibes ah and the gimmick of the game is that you um it's all playing with perspective so if you pick something up and you're at like uh and it's off of, off of a table say something the size of like a bowling ball and you pick it up and you're holding it and it's obviously staying the same size from your perspective because you're holding it you're carrying it around like people carry things in video games <laughs> And then you turn to your right and you look down a long hallway and you drop it from your perspective. It stays the same size, but physically it's gone further away from you. Right. Mm -hmm. So now when you walk down the hallway towards it and you get up in front of it, it's like as big as the whole hallway. Oh my God. And then it works in the inverse as well. If you pick up something very big and then you like walk up to a wall. So it's like right in front of you and you drop it from your perspective. It was really big. But physically, that's because it was physically extremely close to your face. And now when you look down on the floor, since it didn't have anywhere to go, it's smaller. Hmm. I feel like it's something that's really, really hard to describe. You get it instantly when you see it. But to describe it, because it's such a, like a foreign concept to our physical perception of the world, um, it's, it's hard to describe. But that's basically it. So the, the game is about... I'd say four, three, three, three and a half hours to casually play through. Um, if you're, you know, having a decent time solving the puzzles, um, but that's that's how you do it. So it's it's literally all about getting through rooms very portal style by using the objects in the room, messing with perspective, messing with things sizes, going through different like doorways and things like that, and uh, and and solving the puzzles and a lot of it the whole gimmick of the game is that it's all about perspective and that if you're having trouble with something you just have to look at it from a different perspective air quotes 
Um, and so that's sort of the whole overarching like message of the game. It's like, if you're having trouble with something in life, try to see it from another perspective and maybe that'll, uh, that'll help you solve the problem kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a nice message. It's a fun, it's a fun game. The puzzles are really good. There's some, uh, interesting, uh, little like funny moments in the game. Uh, cause you're the only character. You don't see any other characters throughout this game. Um, and just the way that you interact with the world and, and solve puzzles and the way that the music, uh, like plays through as you go through a level and the different environments that you explore. Uh, it's all, it's, it's all, it's quite a vision, like visual spectacle. And after I finished streaming it and I was like, after I was done, uh, like playing the game for so many hours i was like i literally need to just go and like walk around in reality for a bit so i can reset my brain <laughs> into thinking like how like remembering how things physically work in the world because right oh now i'm God. in the i'm in the idea of like if i pick something up and i look down a hallway and i let it go it's going to become really big because at the end of the hallway it looks as big to me as if i was holding it in my hand so if i get close to it it's going to be as tall as i am kind of thing right mm-hmm. um but that was it's, it's, it was fun. It was a really uh, it was a really very solid game. Um, but uh, aside from that, I also uh, I um, started playing uh, Fallout New Vegas again. What? Hey. Um, and I haven't played it for a couple of years. I've I've played hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of New Vegas, um, but I haven't played it for a couple of years, and I was thinking about like what mods i wanted to install for it because with as with any bethesda game it's always better with at least a, a couple quality of life mods uh on it duty mods that's right but i never <laughs> uh or i i was booting it up and i was like you know what i kind of want to see what it's like to play the vanilla version of fallout in 2022 with no mods just the official updates and um it is it is a little strange. I mean, it still plays this the way that I expected to play. Um, but I did encounter some like expected glitches in a in a Bethesda game. Uh, you know, with like the enemy, like or the AI pathing and stuff like that, and uh creatures spawning inside of rocks and that sort of thing. I think mm-hmm. I might wanna I was thinking earlier today, actually, I should put a counter on my on my stream screen and just increase it by one every time we encounter a bug um because the last time that i played fallout was also on stream but it, i was doing the um tale of two wastelands mod which is where you're playing fallout new vegas but it adds the entirety of fallout 3 as accessible areas in fallout new vegas um and uh all all the quest lines all the characters all the equipment all of the locations everything uh as a playable entirely playable fallout 3 within the mechanics of Fallout New Vegas. Uh, and I had a counter for that game too, but it was a counter for every time the game crashed. And I think we ended at about 44 times. Oh my God. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty bad. But that was like that was like a month of playing that game because I played all of New Vegas, the New Vegas story and most of the side quests and then all of Fallout 3 main story and most ah, of the side quests and DLC. So it, it was a long playthrough, but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. So I've, I've been getting back into that um and then i actually have also kind of getting been getting back into fall guys as well Uh, a lot of my friends are playing fall guys now because it's like free to play and uh i think uh this week actually i'll be i'll be doing some 
uh, squad Fall Guys on stream with a couple of other stream friends too. So that should be uh, that should be fun. Um, and then in How terms does that of work? the isn't Fall Guys like just one v one v well not one v one but one v everyone I guess. No, you can you can do squads now, so you can do like four v four v four v four. Oh, all right. Um, and then you don't win crowns, but you can win like other currencies. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's it's it is fun. Like they've added a lot of. Uh, I, the last time I played Fall Guys was the very beginning of season two, um, and I hated all the new maps. So I was like, all right, I kind of hate this game now. I don't like it, and I stopped playing it. Um, but everything that I've played since uh, picking it up again recently is really fun. I'm a really big fan of the um, of the of the um, like the race courses where you're just running super fast. Like there's speed rings, like in in a, like in Sonic or like in a Mario Kart, where you go through it and then suddenly your little your little fall guy is running super fast and you still need to like parkour across the platforming uh, while you're going really fast and that's always a lot of fun. And they've also kind of made it so that even if you're playing a game that like a, a game that you remember from like season one. Um, they've added sort of like a somewhat almost like a roguelike experience to it where like it's still the same map but now there's like spitting bars in different places or instead of a gap here it's like a big fan spinning around instead of a teeter-totter or like uh there's the they call them the the yeetus hammers that spin around and you can like jump in front of the hammer and it can smack you like farther along into the level um so it all almost adds a little bit of like a randomizer element to it too um so that just makes for for a lot of fun because uh, you never really know what to expect every time you load into a game, especially with friends too. Because like even if you get knocked out in the competition, uh, your friends might still be uh, like getting through to the next next level and the next level, and you're, then you're cheering for your friends, and it's always really good. But um, in terms of the uh, the Steam Deck, I didn't put a ton a ton of hours into it this week. Um, I've still basically just been playing Call of War as Gunslinger, which I mentioned earlier. Um, and and yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun to just kind of pick up and play for 15 minutes or a half hour at a time, just running through the levels, using lots of different cowboy gunslinger like guns and uh, going through the levels and trying to get as big a score as you can and then enjoying the the story as well, the different narrative elements to it. Um, but uh yeah, nothing, nothing new to report with the, with the Steam Deck this week, unfortunately. The battery life, I'll just say again, the battery life works really well with old games and is really poor on modern games that require more from the Steam Deck to process them. What are you playing the... You may have said this last week, but like on those modern games, mm -hmm. what are you playing them on approximately? Like medium? Or does the Steam Deck yeah. just do it? Yeah, medium. Okay. I've Because I've, uh, I've tried to see if I turned like Elden Ring all the way down if I could get 60 FPS on the Steam Deck and I just couldn't. Okay. Not in Elden Ring. So I play Elden Ring on about medium settings on the uh, on the Steam Deck. But I really don't play it that much because it's uh, it's just so much nicer to play on desktop and I'd rather use the Steam Deck to play the more arcade type stuff. Right, like I've, right. I've got, you know, Hades. I've got Call of War as um, so we'll 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 see what other uh, types of things. Oh, actually, uh, I, I installed Monster Hunter Rise on the Steam Deck, which is funny because I also have it on the Switch. Um, so it's just two different like, but different and yet similar form factors to play 
Monster Hunter Rise on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, it, it worked relatively well on the Steam Deck. But uh, overall, I'm, I'm going to stick to the uh, some of the older, kind of uh, less graphically intensive games uh, for the Steam Deck for the next little while. Mostly, I think it's going to be an indie indie game machine for me. Have you tried? Have you tried World on there? Like, a, they're kind of different styles, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Like, World, they're kind of different well, style games. A little bit, yeah. World World's a little bit different mechanically, a little bit, and uh, also like graphically, obviously. Um, but no, I have not installed the world on it and I don't really intend to, cause I think monster hunter world is a pretty big install file. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see if I went to install it here. Yeah. It's a hundred gigs and it's from 2018 and it's a hundred gigs and yeah, 98.34. That's with Iceborne though. So, okay. That's, I think Iceborne, I feel like world was like 68 gigs. I think Iceborne is about like 28 or 30, something like that. Um, okay, that makes more sense. But yeah, I don't I don't think that world would run very well on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Nah, not to see. Maybe I can try. If nothing if for nothing else but science. <laughs> yeah, just just to see. I'll I'll do a Ryan Johnson, I'll install a game just to see what it looks like and how it runs. And then just close oh, yeah. it immediately. Then, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. It's a way to live. Uh Matt, what have you been playing? Me? Uh I've been doing a little bit of the just to kind of get the multiplayer stuff out of the way, a little bit of the Apex. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of the PGA Tour, of course, and I've been doing uh, some of that Fortnite. We've had a couple of pretty good nights this week on Fortnite. A couple of three win nights, like uh, literally a couple of them, I think. Yeah. And I think one or two wins other than those couple of nights as well. Um, I think we've each gotten like at least two Crown Victory Royales. Um, with crowns that we earned the previous round. And I think a couple of us, maybe even you, Ryan, like picked up a crown and got a couple more. So Hell pretty yeah. good. I think like we got two crown victory royales in a row the one night too, actually. Something uh, like that. You might be right. Yeah. Pretty nice. It was something crazy like that. Um, so yeah, having, having a pretty good time on the, on the old Fortnite, almost on the season. I'm almost level 90 and I always save my, uh, my stars so I can buy the last page right away, just kind of as insurance. So I'll have Darth Vader soon enough. Uh, so that's pretty good and then uh other than that though i've been sadly slogging through ghostwire tokyo and i had a discussion with somebody about ghostwire tokyo uh one of the friends that i play uh uh, apex with has just played it and he so he just came off of death stranding and he went and he started playing ghostwire and i may have mentioned this before but i had like a more in-depth conversation with him uh this week during an apex session and what was interesting was he was saying the same kind of things that I was saying where it was, what's weird about Ghostwire is that it reviewed like rather well, like around like a seven. And if you look at the Metacritic score on the PS5, I believe it's around a nine for the user score on there. And it's around like a 70 or whatever for, um, for the, the, the critics, like across all of them as well. And we just kind of thought like, wow, like what's, this game is like more interesting than it is fun, um, which is a little unfortunate. Uh, it once again, uh, so I, I'm on the fourth chapter, six chapters total, and there's less missions in this one. So I looked up a mission list. There's three missions in this. The other mission, the other chapters have had like four plus, I believe. So there's there's less missions in this. So the one mission has you literally just going through the city, 
and getting rid of these or cleansing these Tory gates, which are the sort of like the viewpoints, if you will, of this game to clear up the map. Um, and there's this really, it's really fucking weird where there's this part where you're supposed to, you need a, uh, a part, two parts for a motorcycle. One of them is some sort of spirit oil. One of them is some sort of turbine. So like a mechanical part, and then you need gas. And so you climb up this tower and you go up to a tourist viewpoint. And it's one of those like big viewfinder things. And it's like, Hey, like look around and find what you need. So I look around, look around, and I find the spot where I can get the oil. It's supposed to be like a point of like evil or point of, I don't know, spirit convergence or something. I don't remember exactly what they said. But I see this big, weird purple thing. That was it. Okay, great. Then it goes, go find some gas with this viewpointer, like this viewfinder. So I'm looking around, and I find a gas station, but I can't click on it. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking around, looking around, can't find it, can't find it, can't find it. I'm scanning the streets. I can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it. Okay, like I'm, I don't care. I'm looking this up. Look it up, and it's a random car at the edge of the fog, which is as far as you can go without cleansing the tour gates. It's this random, a random car, and it's like, oh, I'm sure that car would have a turbine and gas. What about the gas station that's right beside us? Would that have gas, you think, possibly? Like, fucking weird. Like, I don't know. This game is really bizarre and uh, with, with stuff like that. And then, in classic fashion, I go to the car, and this is spoilers, but Oh, well, I go to the car and a new creature shows up, smashes the ground. I get frozen in ice. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. I like the design of like all the stuff in this game. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And sure enough, I get pulled into another dimension or some shit and they take away my powers and I'm fucking fighting with a bone arrow again. Oh, and I damn just it. <laughs> and I'm fu- and then it's and it's like in this time you're standing on a ledge and you're overlooking this sort of like gorge, which you can't get over this tiny little wood fence for some reason and kk which is the guy that has died and he's in you and gives you the powers he's like in his spirit form and he's separated from you and he's floating in the middle of this gorge and i just have to defend him and it's like jesus christ like every fucking time i go to do something in this game it's like remember those powers you've been upgrading well we took them away again it's like what if you didn't have them yeah like yay slower (laughs) gameplay like (laughs) fuck's sake um so I, I don't know. I still take issue with this game. Whenever I play it, I'm not like hating on it. But when I leave, I have a lot of trouble going back. And I just sort of like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know if I want to go back. And one other weird observation I made in this game is there's a lot of skins. It's a first person game. I never see my character. God, that's like fucking dying light. Like, why are there so many skins in dying light when I never see what at least my that's character co-op. looks like? Like it's co-op, sure, but like I'm what? So I'm putting a skin on so that my friends can look at me? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it either. It doesn't make, especially when. So in this game, you can you can go to uh, like you can get uh, you know rewards, which can include outfit <laughs> pieces from missions, from Tory gates, from this, from that side missions. But you can also get them from uh, these cats, which are little shopkeepers, and possibly from vending machines. Although I don't recall seeing them in there. But anyway. When I go to these cats, some of these outfits are fucking expensive. And I'm thinking to myself, if the glasses or something made me faster or like whatever, you know, some spirit, they're enchanted glasses and it and it makes me faster. Great. But excuse me, that's not the case here. And so at least not as far as I know. And so why would I wear glasses and like a special jacket when I can't see myself? Doesn't really make much sense. 
Um, so there's that whole thing, but I'm slogging through the game. I think I have, so I'm on the second mission of the fourth chapter now, and I'm on, there's three objectives currently in that, and I've completed the first. And I really hope the other two don't take me, take my powers away is kind of what I'm, <laughs> what I'm hoping for. Um, they probably will. I'm sure, I'm sure it will. What was really sad was uh, the person I was talking with about this mentioned too. I was like, man, I'm just going to kind of like slog through it to get through the story. And the very first thing he said was like, it's not worth it. He's like, the story oh. like just doesn't, it just doesn't like, who cares? Like the end was like, oh, look, it's exactly what I would have expected. And then that's it. Dang. So it's, it's a little unfortunate. Um, I don't mean to rag on this game so much, but it fucking feels weird. The aiming's still fucking weird. And it's just like, it's just a big pile of mediocrity that I don't need at this time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, uh, that's what I've been playing. As for myself, uh, the big game I've been playing is Stray. The cat hey. game. That game like became so much more popular than I thought it ever would. Like I knew that it would be popular because it's like a pretty unique idea for an adventure game. But like, yeah, holy crap, has it exploded in popularity? Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like I remember people like are more generally excited for it just because it was a cat game. Um and I I constantly heard people talking about it, but I didn't think it was gonna be kind of what it was when it came out. So that was a that was pretty interesting. Um, it's good. Uh, I don't, I haven't beat it yet. I think it's only like, uh, maybe like five hours long. Um, I hear some people saying like how great it is. I I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> maybe the ending wraps it up all nicely. Um, and then maybe I just have to get there and see. I do enjoy the game though, but uh, I didn't expect it to be like a puzzle game. That was kind of surprising. Some people probably just like walking around as a cat in particular, right? Yeah. Like there's uh, definitely there's mods and stuff. I've seen like there's the odd mod adding new <laughs> toys or something too and crap. Yeah, so it's I've like seen, I've seen some weird mods, yeah. So well I've only seen a couple extra like toys and stuff. I don't know what else is out there, but I'm sure people are having their fun with it. hmm That's pretty much it. I mean, other than like the, the normal stuff, doing my follow dailies, unfortunately, and uh Fortnite. Um haven't played Horizon in a long time. That's sad. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Uh, and then I helped uh, me and Aaron helped Marty beat uh, beat Elden Ring. Hey, nice. Yeah, he's so the Dragon great. Age finally. He's he's now the Dragon Age finally. Yep, and the Elden Beast. And the. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, thanks for joining, folks. Tim, you know what to do. Do do a little dance. Yeah, just a little um, but aside from the little dance I hope you enjoyed that if you want to see it <laughs> on camera don't forget to go to twitch.tv slash the sidetrack where I'm streaming normally five days a week but in the summer it's only four days a week for the next couple of weeks anyway um, slacking I'm, I'm a big old slacker but uh, yeah, we're like I said, we're playing through Fallout New Vegas. If Fallout New Vegas is your bag, uh, please come and hang out with me and we can just gush about how good a game it is because holy shit, do I love that game. Uh, but yeah, that's favorite. Uh, 
I I I always give Matt a hard time about how he doesn't appreciate uh, New Vegas as much as Although, as much as he should be. His complaints are more glitches, though, right, Matt? Yeah, I, I actually feel kind of just sad, like w- with my opinion on mm. it, which sounds weird, just because I I played it right away. I was all hyped to got the collector's edition, and then buggy as hell, and it just ruined my experience. Yeah, no, it's valid. Like your experience was totally marred by the fact that it was a buggy launch, but it's so good now. Like I really feel like if you, if you ever feel like getting some Fallout mm-hmm. fix, you really should go back and play New Vegas again. But like with some mods too, because a couple of quality of life mods in there too, and oof, she's beauty. And that and might if you be. Uh... Us, uh, build a treehouse and grounded. You should follow yeah. Day One Patch <laughs> Media on Twitch as well because we stream on Wednesday nights. Eastern Hell Standard yeah! Time. We'll probably be streaming it up until September twenty seventh, was it? Until our that one save mod. gets corrupted and it in the update, right. we okay. have to start all over again. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've talked about it, like it's gonna happen, right? Like we've cursed yeah. it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least at that point, I'm gonna be like, Well, I've played this game. Like it's not like we haven't you know, it's like I've I've had my time with this. That's fair. Yeah. Like I would be if 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 we were suddenly like, Yeah, I'm not playing grounded anymore i'd be like ah well all right i wouldn't be too upset about it but yeah. at the same time like yeah. i'm still i'm still keen to keep playing grounded make that treehouse yes, make sir. a project Let's all right well thanks for listening folks we'll see you guys next time see you next time peace